This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Thanks for joining us at the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And listeners, we've got a question that has been submitted that goes like this. How should a Christian handle disappointment, whether large or small? So, Michael, how would you uh, how yeah. would you counsel someone that's going through a time of disappointment? Nothing I'm going to say right now is going to help anybody. No, there is. I no... just want to be really clear. Like I'm not being your counselor right now. I just want to get maybe above the experience and talk about some higher level things. Okay. So number one would be dealing with disappointment is like growing a muscle. It only happens by dealing with it. That's right. It's just a reality. And so the more disappointment you have, the better you get at dealing with disappointment. I have found disappointment is rooted in one of two things. Number one, unrealistic expectations, yep. which humans, we, me, you, I, everybody, we are pros. Yeah, we, pros we're, we're expecting something to happen, and sometimes what we're yeah. expecting is very unrealistic. Yeah, like preach the perfect sermon 52 weeks of the year. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to let you down, and you're going to be disappointed, you know? Well, I thought um, that sorry. was your expectation on yourself. Oh, well, that's a different story. <laughs> that is my own problem, which I'm learning to release myself from. Okay. One is unrealistic expectations. Sure. The other is legitimate expectations that are not met. Yeah, there are certain expectations that are reasonable. Totally. So if you hurt me and or you yelled at me, I don't know, make up something, and I said, Tim, you yelled at me. That hurt me. And And I said, said, so. You said, you're an idiot. And I would be like, I'd be disappointed. Now, would our relationship be over? No. Would I be disappointed? Yeah. Yeah. Is it the end of the world? No. I mean, you wouldn't do it, but like you get the point, you know? But I have a legit expectation that if I tell you something, you're going to respond well. And that's a good expectation. And so, you know, disappointment comes down to two things. And I have personally found, and and I don't mean this to be offensive to the human race or to all of my friends, but I've personally found that people are so stupid, myself included, that I live my life, I try to, and this has been a muscle I'm trying to grow. I have high hopes, low expectations. Mm -hmm. So that when my friends let me down, I'm not crushed. Yeah. But I hope the best for them. I want the best for them. I believe the best in them. I believe that you're going to respond the best you can. I'm going to walk into every situation. I mean, I'm, this is a muscle. I'm not saying I'm there yet, but I'm trying to walk into circumstances and believe despite what you've done in the past, you know, whoever believe you are, best. I'm going to believe the best and give you another opportunity yep. to succeed. Even if it means I'm putting myself into the same stupid trouble that I've gotten myself into before with you, not you. I'm talking about in general. general you. Yep, sorry. Yep. I just want to, I'm looking at you and saying <laughs> you, but I don't mean you. Um, it's a hard way to live. It is. And I am regularly opening myself up to rejection. Mm-hmm. There's a vulnerability that I have chosen to have as a pastor, as a man, as a friend. Sometimes I call it bluntness. Um, sometimes I just call it short accounts. But to live that way is really, really vulnerable. Sure. Most people don't like it because it's painful. And there's a lot of hurt in that. And so I've grown the muscle of disappointment and hurt in dealing with that. The more you get hurt, the easier it is to deal with it, depending on how deep it is. That's right. You can punch me in the arm and I can get a bruise. And then I can actually learn to acclimate to that. Like boxers get hit more That's and more right. and more. Yep. Like the first time Mike Tyson punches me in the arm, I'm, I can't walk for a week. But... You know, the 50th time, I'm like, all right, You're maybe I still can't walk. Yeah, I'm learning to adapt. But there are some levels of pain that there is no way to adapt in it. That's right. The three greatest wounds are dad wounds, sex wounds, church wounds. Mm-hmm. We are not created to constantly endure disappointments in that area. But some of us have been plagued with the reality that we've had one, two, or three of those in our life that That's are right. constant 
yeah. disappointments. And th- that kind of circumstance, once you just start tapping into these really deep areas, you really do need help. You need professional Christian counseling. That's right. You need pastors. You need people who you can process with. When we watch people who, um, I, I forget sometimes what is not a big deal to me. Sure, it's a disappointment, but it is life-crushing for someone else. Sure. And so what I've learned is that disappointment is less often about what has happened on the surface and more about maybe some of the PTSD that they're experiencing from mm-hmm. former things. Sure. I could have a friend lie to me and I would be like, all right, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Apologize, forgive. It can disappoint me. It can hurt me. Take a week to get over it. Okay. Well, for some people, they'd have a friend lie to them. Oh, they're done. They're done. Yeah. Friendship is over. Because they're wounded so deeply. Right. And plausibly, I would say, after, actually often, that might go back to a dad wound. Yeah. It might go back to a group of friends that betrayed them. And so to realize that sometimes people have disappointments on the surface that are actually just poking at the bear of this unresolved thing deep down inside sure. of them. And I think personally, disappointments are a necessary thing. They're a real thing. They're a part of the daily, if not weekly, monthly rhythm of our lives. The deeper you pursue right. relationships with people, the higher the probability and, and consistency of disappointments. That's right. And yet, every time I'm disappointed, it is a mirror of my own issues. Yeah. You have two options. One is condemnation. The other is grace. Yes. And condemnation might be quiet. It might be you shutting them off. It might be you losing trust in them. Mm -hmm. It might be you like writing them off. Condemnation can take a whole bunch of different reactions, but grace is very different. Yeah. Sometimes grace is work. It's a decision. You got to get to it. You know, the more the more you do it, the stronger the muscle gets. That's right. But it is a mirror of our idols, of our undealt with issues, of our understanding of what God does for us because we disappoint Him. I, I have to be careful how I say that because some people will internalize that in a way that I don't mean, but like, in fact, I don't even think God could be disappointed because he always knows what we're going to be doing. So technically (laughs) it's impossible to disappoint God. Disappoint God, God, he can't. But I can fail to live up to God's standards. Sure. To what he knows I'm capable of, to what he's created me to be. We should be able to say like, wow, I, I technically don't meet God's expectations daily. Right. And yet every morning his mercies are new. Okay. You know, so it's a mirror. Now, what I don't want to do is counsel somebody in this because they do bring up in the subnotes here about marriage relationships and uh, disappointed marriage. You probably just need counseling. You yep. need somebody to help you. Um, I'm an advocate of get counselors in early. Yes. So that Rather you can like, later. get at stuff and get prof- like prophetic counselors who like have the ability to speak truth, but are also compassionate. So I'm just thinking from the practical standpoint, let's see yep. if we can. I'm up in the clouds. Yeah, you're up in the clouds. Let me, yeah. let me see if I can. This is like, get- <laughs> we, we say, I create things with my mind and you create things with your hand. Like I'm all up like, how, why, whatever. And you're like, so what? Yeah, so what? That's so, a good, yeah. So like, bring us down to planet earth here. Yeah, let's, let's see if we can give some simple steps for a person who's dealing with disappointments. And I would say step one is look in the mirror and ask yourself, is this my unrealistic expectation that I'm disappointed about? Is this really more about my problem? I think that's where you you have to begin. Mm. I think the second question is, okay, if you can answer the question, no, this is not about me. You know, it, it really is a reasonable expectation that this situation or this person should have done X, Y, or Z. So then it's like, okay, so so clearly it's not me, number one. Number two, so then that means this was a reasonable expectation. I need to ask myself, okay, so what is this person really going through? Is this their normal behavior? Is something maybe wrong with them in the sense that they just treat everybody badly? You know, and it's like, okay, 
this is someone maybe I just need to avoid and not have a lot of high expectations on. Hmm. Maybe this is out of character for them. Then you need to say, okay, maybe I need to come alongside it. I need to give them grace, but I need to come alongside of them and just say, this isn't normal for you. Is there something going on? Are you having a bad time? Is there something I can pray with you about? Or is there, is there something that, that I just need to know so that we can deal with this in a, in a healthy way? And I think the other thing is, you know, the Bible tells us to go one-on-one, but, but maybe we need to go to a counselor. And it could be a friend, a pastor. It could be, you know, someone that you trust and say, hey, I'm not sure. Is this my problem? Or is this their problem? Is this my unrealistic expectation? Or are they just behaving badly? Hmm. It really should have worked out in a, in a different way, and it didn't. So maybe going to a friend, maybe going to someone that you trust and just having them speak into your life. But if the situation is so great, go to a professional that helps people deal with disappointments and hurts in their lives yep. and do it sooner rather than later. You know, Best money you'll spend. It's not preventative maintenance, but it is quick. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you knew that you were diagnosed of, a, of a, an illness and if you were to take the medicine within the first 24 hours and your rate of recovery is exponential versus, no, I know I need to take this medicine, but I'm going to wait for a month before I take it. <laughs> well, you know, that's not real wise. Yep. Counseling assumes one thing that I wish everybody could just come to grips with. When we're hurt, we typically don't make good decisions. No. And we don't know the right decisions to make often. And there's a doctor assumes when we're sick, we don't know the cause and right. we don't know the solutions. And counselors are professionally trained with, well, at least Christian counselors, with the word of God and basic common sense. Like, hey, we've seen a thousand people go through what you're going through. That's right. Here are all the things that work. And, and here's, here's what the, the word of God says. don't work. And here's, yeah, it's like, it's like, why would I not? Like a doctor can say, oh, I've seen the flu a thousand right. times. And this, this is what works. We, yep. <laughs> this doesn't work. Because humans aren't complex. I mean, we're complex, but we're not like, Hurt is hurt. Yeah, that's right. Disappointment is disappointment. And there there are X factors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's what counselors are trained in. They're familiar with the X factors and how they change the equation. And how people grow, learn, and change is not an intuitive thing for the human race. Yeah. And everybody's got to understand. Because of sin, we're not good at growing, learning, and changing. It's also why when, when our kids need to grow, our teachers are trained to teach our kids. Like, because we don't learn and grow well naturally. We learn and grow in crazy ways, which is why we have parents. Like, right? We have all these... We're not good at a lot, <laughs> you know? And there are right. professionals all around us. This is how you parent. This is how you get healed. People who don't go to counseling who need it, to me, it's like not going to a doctor when you have cancer. Right. I mean, why would anybody not do that? Why would they not go to... Pride, there's stigma. You know, we'll date you now. Like your generation particularly has a hard time with counseling before oh, you, yeah. the oh, generation yeah. before you. It's yeah. like, I'm not going to counseling. Yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, and, I'm like, you know, and they would even have, you know, yeah. derogatory, I'm not going to shrink. Why is shrink? What does that What does that mean? I have no idea. Yeah. I, I'm still not... Head shrinker. Like, head uh, shrinker? They shrink your head, yeah. Head shrinker. Really? Yeah. Like, why do you... What is a head shrinker? I don't get it. It comes from the practices of Amazonian headhunters. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But yet they'll go to their buddies, you know, at the bar, or they'll go to the girls, you yeah. know, at the... Hey, man, what is my wife? Man? And they'll, drink. they'll share with them, you know, <laughs> the deepest, darkest secrets and struggles. Yeah. And they have no idea what to do either. And they don't know what to have do. You ever, so you're, I have sat with some some guys, and I'm listening to their advice, and I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or like, I love sitting with kids, 
you know, and like I'll, I'll like I'll be in the front seat and I hear the process and like one will be like, what do we do about this? And their solution is imbecilic, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, like yeah. humans are not naturally good at making good decisions. No, <laughs> no, 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 especially when we're angry, hurt, sad, whatever. All right, what's our next question? So our next question is, where is the line between possessions or, or worldly things and sin? 